Hello, you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Elliott. We have a special guest for you guys today, a dynamic duo, um, guys from the Midwest that are crushing it in real estate investing. They partnered up just a few years ago and have gone through tremendous amount of adversity, uh, really just found out how to bring a awesome combo together to form the best partnership. And overall, these guys are buying distressed properties, doing the full remodel, and then finding other investors that particularly don't have the time to be able to handle all of these uh, moving parts as far as, you know, making a great investment and, you know, selling it as a turnkey. So it's very profitable and it's an awesome win-win situation for people that are working in the corporate jobs and and staying very busy, but have money and, and acknowledge that, you know, they're trying to put their money to work. So uh, this is a great opportunity. It's very similar to the strategy that I focus on, which is the burr, except these guys are taking it to the whole next level and selling it off right away as a turnkey, which is impacting more people's lives, which is very, very cool. So without further ado, what's going on, Jeff and Jack? How you guys doing? Doing well. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I appreciate you guys for hopping on. Um, I would love to, you know, anybody out there that doesn't know exactly who you guys are, do you mind just diving into it a little bit of who the heck you guys are and, and how you guys partnered up? Sure, yeah. I'll take this, this at least the start of it, and then <laughs> Shecky is the closer, so I'll let him go. <laughs> yeah, thank cool. you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they say in uh, in business, you know, you're either a starter or you're a finisher, and I've realized I'm, I'm a starter. So I think the uh, combination of the two, even though I was joking, is, is actually – you know, rather uh, true, and, and that's why our par- partly why our partnership has been so successful. But um, yeah, I actually started um, investing in the turnkey properties in Indianapolis after some severe stock market losses about four years ago. I just kind of realized that if I was going to continue in the stock market game, I knew it was just going to be an up and down, you know, cyclical battle for the next, you know, whatever, 50 years of my life. So I, um, and not that real estate doesn't have its ups and downs, of course it does, but you know, the swing variance between real estate and and the stock market is, you know, about one fourth. So like for every, from year to year, stock market will swing 16% overall historically was real estate will swing 4%. So that, um, to me said, you know, it's just going to be more consistent and less volatility. And I'm just the type of guy who likes steady and consistent and stable growth versus severe up and downs, right? So I started buying turnkey because I'm a busy entrepreneur, got little kids, got a booming um, health and wellness nutrition company business. And I'm, um, I'm starting to sell too, like just kind of part time while I'm, you know, just around doing everything else, like referring investors. And then I started selling to friends and, um, you know, family and colleagues. And before I know it, I had sold about four or five million worth of profit. And that's about when Shecky 
you know, came into the equation as my digital marketing coach and um, for my nutrition business. And then I also had him on a consulting call to figure out how to scale up the, you know, the real estate side because I, I'm like, wow, if I can do this just through my network, imagine if I could, what we could do, what I could do if I went to my, you know, went to the cold market, so to speak, right, with an actual strategic digital marketing campaign. So we started talking. It was about an hour and a half call. It was awesome. We were both, you know, like coming up with ideas. And then at the end of the call, I get off the call and I look at the notes. I look at the plan. I'm like, this is an awesome plan. Like this guy knows what he's doing, but I cannot, I don't have the time, energy, expertise to do this myself. Like there's yeah. knowing me, it's not going to happen. Right. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was right then in that moment, I'm like, you know what? I'd rather, I'd rather give up 50% of my company and have 50% of a pie that's 10 times larger or 20 times larger or then have a hundred percent of a, of a small pie that I can do myself. So that's when I reached out, you know, to Shaki and said, Hey, like, let's partner on this. And, you know, I know as Shaki and I talked about it, he got pitched all the time by, uh, you know, as a digital marketing coach by people saying, you know, you can make money with, with me, with this and that opportunity. And, um, you know, I think my pitch was unique because I was actually saying, look, you get half, of everything, 50% of everything that we do. And I'm going to, we're going to come in and we're just going to be full fledged partners. So um, it was the greatest business move I think that I've probably ever made. And yesterday I was on a podcast. They asked me, what was my best investment? I said, you know, my best investment was bringing check to you. As a partner. I love it. It wasn't a, Aww. it wasn't a, I know, I know. Isn't this uh Oh man. It's so heartwarming. heartwarming. So, <laughs> I'm getting I, you know, a little choked up here. It's great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I tell people all the time and then we'll turn it over to Scheckmeister. But I say, you know, look, your, your greatest investment, in my opinion, isn't going to be a stock that you pick right. It's not going to be a property that you buy just perfectly right. It's not going to be the, you know, it's not going to be uh, the, the precious metals or the crypto that you time just right and, and you got in at the perfect time and it just went up and all that's great and that's certainly a part of creating wealth right but the greatest investments i think are into yourself and into other people and 100%. so i love that if you can if you can do that i think you have a, a ability to create long-term sustainable profits and sustainable wealth so yeah that's um that's kind of my side of the story. So then Shecky's got his 50% of the equation as well. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. So Jeff Shecker, AKA Shecky, what's up, man? Okay. Hey, uh, background of who you are and, uh, and how you guys form this awesome connection. Well, so as you knew, Jack and I knew each other by phone. I was working in the digital media space. I was actually helping a buddy of mine uh, run a pretty successful social media company. Okay. And I kind of ran the coaching and consulting division. So it was, it was a very much a blessing. I learned a lot about, you know, what was going on in that space. I definitely saw the, a lot of the smoke and mirrors of being in the guru business, which didn't leave necessarily the greatest taste in my mouth. But um, I was one of the few times that I was really not working for myself, that even though I had my own little mini business within a business. So I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. 
And interestingly, I was looking to leave that place, mostly because it was just time for the next challenge and time to start the next company, not because it was really any bad blood. I'm still friends with all those guys. Nice. And, um, but, you know, my wings were clipped a little bit because it wasn't my own. Yeah. And, um, so I really, you know, I had an office in my house and on my little whiteboard, I just wrote like the five things that I wanted in a business. Because as Jack alluded to, I, you know, obviously coaching a lot of people, I would get pitched all the time. Hey, Shecky, come into business with me and we'll do this and we'll get rich together and blah, blah, Like, you know, after a while, you just kind of become numb to it. So <laughs> I wrote down five things on my board. One was I wanted to sell a high ticket item. I wanted to be the best in my space. I wanted to leverage my consultative selling skills. I wanted to leverage my digital marketing and entrepreneurial skills. And oh, by the way, I don't want to work alone. I want a business partner. Yeah. So that was it. You know, like I didn't even say real estate, you know, didn't say Midwest, didn't say anything. And I was living in Austin, Texas at the time, which is kind of like a, you know, a Mecca for digital marketing. And um, after that phone call with Jack that, you know, I'm sure it was at least an hour and a half, Jack. I remember it more as like, closer to three, I was kind of sweaty when I got done. And uh, when I typed up all the notes from the meeting and sent it to him and he writes back and goes, okay, let's do it. And I was kind of like, WTF, let's do what? You know? <laughs> he's like, well, we should really be in business together. And when I really started digesting what he was saying, I, out of the corner of my eye, I'm looking up at all the criteria that I had written down. And this was something I had written down a few months earlier. It was almost like Got it. I mean, I would sound like too woo-woo, but it was almost like a spiritual event, and I just kind of put it out there to the universe. Yeah, you uh, manifested your future with this. I love yeah. it. And I, and I really just kind of forgot about it. And then as I'm looking through the, the, you know, the stuff that I went through with Jack, I'm looking up at this list going like, wow, check, 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 check. And so it was like, yeah, it made sense. So and we definitely saw, I didn't really know much about the turnkey business at the time, but I, you know, I certainly understood it as a concept. And I was really curious about it because I didn't know of too many turnkey players. And I had been out of the real estate business for a while. And um, it just was really, really intriguing to me. And I just figured, like Jack said, we could probably build something that's very, very valuable to us as a business, but also this extremely valuable service to the investor because there are, the reality is there are many investors, including myself. Like I was living in Austin, which is a very expensive market. And I started looking at, at some of the returns that I could get investing in the Midwest and I'm like, holy crap, like this is awesome, All right? And you're experiencing that yourself too, because I know you live in California and, in, and invest in the Midwest. And, you know, it, it's, there's that flip-flop of the numbers that are just, that is just so ridiculously attractive. And so I was looking at that going like, God, what if we put together something that we could just produce some sort of templated product for the investor that's just looking, they just want a nice, solid little single family home in the Midwest that's just gonna cash flow nicely, that isn't high maintenance, that's in good shape. You know, it's nearly impossible, not completely, because you're obviously doing it, but it's very, very difficult for people to do that long distance. Mm. Um, you, know, it's, you, know, you got I me, mean, you're doing it full time, Brandon, so you, you know, you gotta make trips and you gotta have relationships and all that, but for the, for the guy that's just, you know, in mid or upper management and, you know, working in California or Arizona or whatever and start looking at like, hey, I want to build a portfolio like this is a we just knew we could build something really, really attractive. So 
that's kind of how it all started. And it's been quite a challenge since then, but a, a fun ride, a roller coaster ride. But uh, we're, we're doing pretty well now. And so it's, uh, it's starting to get fun now. I love it. Yeah, you know, I, I really like to simplify real estate and because it can seem complicated for, you know, like the new investor just getting started. So I like to break it down. And I feel like, you know, coming up with a strategy first and foremost is very crucial. You guys, you know, found that niche and it made sense. Uh, and then finding the location, which you guys did very, you know, next, you know, afterwards, how did you guys really start putting all the pieces together? I know you guys both had a little bit of experience previously in the real estate industry, but as far as, you know, building the relationships, identifying like who your end buyers were going to be, you know, how did everything kind of just like pull together? <laughs> I think we made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying, thinking that the answer to that really in two words is really just disaster management. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, for sure. I appreciate the honesty, you know, I, I feel like not enough people are, are giving acknowledgement to all the learning curves that have to kind of take place uh, first and foremost. So what kind of learning yeah. curves did you guys go through? Well, we have actually, we have combined, we could have funded, you know, three kids to Harvard, Yale, Princeton <laughs> uh, with, our, with our mistakes. Yeah. So, and I think I'm, you know, I don't know what their tuition is, but I may be exaggerating a little bit or I actually might be on the mark. So we've gone through kind of what we call stages of high return real estate where we've realized like, okay, we, this isn't working that well. And so we need to move on to the next stage and then the next stage. So currently we're on high return real estate version 3.0. And I don't know if we'll go to, you know, what the 4.0 looks like. I'm sure eventually that we'll figure out, well, you know what, we need to take this up another notch. But yeah, like just to kind of the basic uh, outline of it, high return real estate 1.0 was where we had another provider that we had all of our trust and everything in them and they were controlling all the acquisition mm. and the rehab and the management and we were simply just selling the properties, right? Oh, wow. Well, when that, that partner turned out to just not be so scrupulous and did some things that were not long-term sustainable we had to move on. So we created our, you know, really created our own company full fledged where we were then doing all the acquisitions rehab, you know, and then we outsourced the third, third party management for the property management. Right. <clears throat> but in stages one and two, what we also figured out is that we were selling things, properties to investors before they were actually done. So they would, in fact, you know, they'd buy in back when the property was dilapidated and then we'd use our crews to try to, you know, complete them and then get them, you know, properly leased up. Well, the problem that we experienced is that, and I'm sure nobody that's done construction has ever experienced this, but construction oftentimes and rehab takes a lot longer than what you actually project. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We're probably the only ones. No, nobody else has ever dealt with that. Just, yeah, FYI, right? my, my very first deal, I mean, there are so many learning curves. I, I didn't, I didn't have, you know, it was my first deal. I didn't have any coaching or, or recommendations, but it took me a year and two months instead of what it should have been of two months, five contractors later, a lot of learning curves along the way, but, but yeah, I can. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you, you're, you're right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we definitely have properties that, that, have, that's, that have taken that long and some that are even not done yet, uh, you know, a year later. So, And then we realized through that process that 
we are much better. If we're really a tr calling ourselves a true full-fledged turnkey operation, then we're not selling the property. So it's completely done, third-party inspected, and leased up because finding a good solid tenant can also take longer than a week as well. Yeah. Right. So throughout the whole waiting process, what we realized is that the investors were getting nervous. They're getting stressed. They're not seeing, you know, they're experiencing holding costs and they're not seeing, you know, a rent check right away. They're already coming in, buying in in the process, somewhat skeptical and not fully trusting, you know, the process or us or whatever. So now on top of that, we're adding delays that then further amplify that nervousness that they're experiencing yeah. and then that pressure then gets placed back on us yeah now we're stressed to deliver and we're like check and i one day we're like we don't want to live yeah. like this anymore yeah <laughs> so we just made a firm line in the sand that we have never ever gone back on that we said we're not selling anything until it is completely done renovated everything's leased up it's cash flowing boom then we'll sell a cash flow producing investment to an investor. And when we, once we made that decision, Brandon, it's been like very like peaceful and like yeah. it's been amazing. And we're loving what we do. Once I, love again. I love it. Do you guys mind like breaking down, uh, maybe Shecky, you could kind of break down exactly what your guys' roles are, you know, cause I, I feel like within partnerships, I have a couple partnerships as well. And it, it's really important. I think for any newbies getting started, that, you know, if you do j jump into a joint venture or a partnership that you guys are jumping into bed together, it, you know, for a lack of terms. And, and it, it's very important to be very clear on, you know, what the roles are. Now, do you guys split roles and kind of join together or? Yeah, I mean, for yeah. the most part, you know, Jack, although he alluded to it earlier, said that I was the closer. I don't know where the hell he got that from. <laughs> he's, a much, he's a much stronger closer than I am. So, we, you know, we've obviously evolved now to a point where our business is bigger, that the roles are a little bit more divided than initially. Okay. Uh, but, you know, clearly I had the marketing background, so it was up to me to kind of manage all the marketing process and really help probably oversee the sales process a little bit. But I've also had to really by necessity put on my operations hat. And so uh, shortly after we got started, I left my comfy apartment in Austin and moved up to Indianapolis because, you know, like I said, we were seeing that that initial supplier just couldn't really do what we needed them to do. And we, we knew we were going to have to build some stuff. So it made sense for me to be here. But now, you know, I'm in a beautiful office and we've now partnered with uh, property management guys that are, we're, they're essentially our working partners too. So we have a really nice in-house solution. Uh, but I do get very involved in their day-to-day -day processes and operations. Uh, not so much that I want to be in the property management business per se, but I want to make sure that every step of the way happens smoothly and that the customer experience is very, very smooth and seamless. doesn't mean it's perfect. It just means that it's smooth mm -hmm. um, and that everybody's got accountability to a certain way that we do things the same way over and over again. So we have gone through and continue to go through the way we do everything, the way we acquire, the way we rehab, the third party inspections, all that other kind of stuff. So that the more the marketing and operations role tends to be me. And then Jack is really the money guy. So I, the nice thing for me is I can rest assured and go like, look, he'll make sure that there's 
enough money to fund our acquisitions. He'll make sure that there's enough money in the account for us to make payroll and all that other kind of stuff, because now we've got a lot of, lot more moving parts and pieces with, you know, different employees and team members and outsourced and all that other kind of stuff. So there has to be somebody watching the cash flow and making sure that we're always surviving. And thankfully that's Jack. And that leaves me a little bit more free to work on operations. Mm. And then we both kind of act, you know, obviously we have our own podcast too, and we both act as really the voice of our company, like you do for yours. And, um, and that's been really fun doing the YouTube videos and the podcasts and guesting on your show and things like that's fun for us. And we do act as kind of a higher, both of us act as a higher level sales role. So we have a woman that runs our um, investor relations team and she's great. And she's kind of the front line for all new investors that are inquiring about us. But every once in a while, there's investors like, well, I want to speak to Shecky or I want to speak to Jack because they're familiar with us from yeah. our content. So sure, fine, no problem. And then, you know, they'll come to town and visit and I'll show them around the office and take them on a little tour of a couple of properties. But Jack and I work really, really well together. Um, we have probably different strengths and weaknesses. And I would say the best way to define that is Jack. And I, I mean this, by the way, Jack, in a very loving way, is he's more the bull in the China shop. So he's yeah. more the guy like, screw it, let's just get it done. Yeah. We'll just figure it out. And I'm the guy that's kind of coming up behind and going, but what about this process? What about that process? Yeah, yeah. No, but, I, I could already see that. You're more of the analytical thinker, you know, making sure the numbers are, are all correct and the deal is good. And uh, Jack is just out there kind of running through it and, and making sure, you know, the deals are coming in and money's being raised, stuff like that. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And it works yeah. well. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I look at a, I was just going to say, you know, I look at a partnership a lot. It's a lot like a marriage. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a 50, 50 split in both scenarios. Right. And, you know, you got to be able to work through, you know, any type of disagreements and then, come to something where you both mutually True. either agree or agree to disagree, but you agree on a certain plan moving forward. Right. Yep. And I, I think a huge part of a successful partnership and, a, and just like a marriage is you have to have clearly defined roles. And if they're maybe not so defined, you, you both know what your role is. Yeah. And I, I was just thinking about it, like this past weekend, my wife went to New York city on a girl's trip. So I'm watching the boys. Yeah. four days right and so i had to help my fifth grader with his math homework and i couldn't i couldn't get it like i could not figure it out and like she can do it she gets it right because that's her role she's used to it she knows the processes she knows what to do and so when i was thrust into a role of which i'm not used to i came to the conclusion that like this is why we're successful together like i take care of certain things at the house of what are my roles she does her roles and that's how we keep a fluid, you know, household. And, and I also realized that I'm not smarter than a fifth grader too. So <laughs> I love it. You know, I, I got to commend you as well. Um, Shecky for, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think there's not a better example of, you know, like all in full commitment than to move from a different state where you're comfortable in to start a whole new business with a new partnership and really, you know, like, Jeff, I'm sure you can attest to this. Like that is probably like the biggest commitment and a lot of just faith within what you guys are creating. So definitely, you know, kudos to you for, for going all in 
And uh, I know if somebody did that within a partnership joining with me at the end of the day, just I would just be like, you know, so much respect because you know that you guys are going fully in together. Yeah, just to comment on that, Brandon, you know, I there were, there was definitely been some very tough times in our in our business since we we started. We alluded to that. We made some pretty monumental mistakes since yeah. we've you know we've had to work through the last you know 24 months. But um, if Shecky hadn't had that kind of commitment into the partnership into the business, I would have checked out of this operation. 24 months ago when the going really got tough because I already have a successful business that I've already created. I would have just said, you know what, I'll, I'll just go back into that full time. I, you know, I don't need this that bad. Right. Of course. So I I respected what, you know, the respect for him and his future and his commitment so much that I'm like, you know what, we're going to see this thing through no matter what it takes. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you guys don't give up and you guys both hold each other accountable, you know, which is, which is awesome. And that's what it takes. So is there any other moving pieces within your guys' business that I guess you really put a, a lot of the the role on a particular person as far as like contractors or property management? Uh, no, not really. I mean, there's, there's definitely areas where things bleed over. Like we're still fixing a few of our older problems. And so I'll, I'll work with a contractor here that I've got a relationship with here in Indianapolis that just kind of helps us catch up on some of the old stale stuff that, you know, needs to get finished rehab or whatever. Yeah. And then Jack's got a guy that he met a few months ago that's been doing some really good work for us. And these are outside of our in-house teams. These are just guys that we're using to help get caught up on old stale stuff. Yeah. And Jack tends to interface with that guy. So, you know, then he's working on a few properties with him. So, you know, there's definitely areas that where we bleed over and when we've got issues, you know, we just kind of look at it as like, Hey, it's, it's all hands on deck and, you know, we're going to do, you know, whatever we can to, you know, move through our issues and get to eventually what we are hoping is 4.0, which, uh, you know, is it definitely uh, a little bit nicer than 3.0. And uh, so, yeah, and then thank you guys for all the kind words. I'm going to make sure I re-listen to this uh, episode every time I feel down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's switch it up a little bit and talk about the, the end buyer and the numbers that, you know, you guys are projecting for some of these guys. Just so anybody out there that's listening that, that might feel, you know, acknowledge real estate is an awesome way to build wealth, but they're, they're trying to figure out, you know, how they can actually fit this in with their busy schedule, their busy life. You know, maybe they could use you guys as a, as a resource for a turnkey situation. Yeah. So, I want to answer two questions because you partially answered like, how did we find our audience earlier? And I don't think that that question ever got answered. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were seeing some of the other uh, bigger players in the turnkey space selling what I would call B, B plus, A minus properties. Yep. So these were, they're, they're nice investments, uh, you know, typically returns cash on cash obviously once you get financing things change but cash on cash to compare apples to apples in those situations after you took out for you know property insurance and taxes and set aside for future repairs and all that other kind of stuff you probably see a return of six to eight percent and we started looking at that and going like god you know for that you you know you can almost just buy an annuity it's like why do you want to get into the whole you know like ugly side of real estate 
So that's on the high. That's on the high end, Chuck. Six to eight. Yeah, we, yeah. Some of them are four and five percent. You know, yeah. and obviously you'll you'll do a little bit better once you have some leverage and things like that. But we started to look. We the original supplier that we were dealing with, although the numbers were false and there was all kinds of shenanigans and slumlording and stuff going on, we were clear that it was possible to achieve double digit cash on cash returns consistently. So we started looking at that and going, okay, that's interesting. When you can start making double digit returns and have the advantage of owning the property because you can take depreciation on your tax return, that's really, really attractive financially, right? So we started looking at it and, you know, here in Indianapolis and true of also some other markets in the Midwest, we can deal, we deal typically in the C, C plus type category. And we deal mostly in single family homes. The reason being is because the price point for those is somewhere around the 45 to say $70,000 price range. So what happens is we're, we're selling all cash, by the way. So I want to be clear about that. And the reason we are is not because we're trying to thwart anybody from using leverage. We're real estate investors. We believe in leverage. But the problem is... 99.9% .9 of lenders out there have $75,000 minimums for upfront financing. So mm -hmm. although we can get amazing returns cash on cash, the unfortunate thing is that it doesn't lend itself to upfront financing. Or it might be the fortunate thing because when we stop mm -hmm. even trying to figure out how to let investors finance, which was more like version 1.5, we our business just grew exponentially. We just started saying, look, this is just the way we do it. If you want to buy a property, pay all cash. You can always dial around and do a cash out refi. Yep. You can always do something out of a self-directed ROA. There's lots yep. of ways to, you can do something with, uh, you know, some, some business credit, things like yep. that. There's lots of ways to do it. Uh, but just, we have to receive cash in order to close quickly, yep. keep the prices down, all that other kind of stuff. And that's worked out really, really well because it's also, templated our sales process and you know any business that's successful all their processes are templated so that's worked out really really well we just tend to look for obviously a, an investor that can afford fifty thousand dollars is probably a little bit more well healed because they, they have that in liquidity it's different than the guy who's maybe only got 10 or 12k put together and is looking to do his first deal it's not mm -hmm. like we're going to turn people away like that but we're going to look for ways to help them generate the additional cash to get the good sale. Yes. So, uh, so that's just been our market. And we have lots of investors that buy one or two from us. And then to, to our happy surprise, they'll come back and buy six or seven or eight more because the experience was positive. Yeah. They tested the water. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I know you guys have been doing the last couple of years now. Um, do you mind sharing, I guess, your experience? Like how many have you guys uh, accomplished so far? And what are the goals moving forward? Like how, how often are you guys meeting up to figure out, you know, what you're trying to scale this business to? Last year, we did over 100 property sales. So, you know, there were some where they were package deals where we sold like two yeah. investors. We sold 15 to 20 properties, you know, so there's, there's 30 just to two investors. The rest were usually ones and twosies, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, we we definitely, of course, we'd love to only work with investors that come in and buy 15 properties at a time, right? But uh, the reality is a lot of investors do test us out and they're, they, they want to buy more than one. What they want to see 
how do we handle the one property that they purchase? For sure. So we have to prove ourselves and, you know, that's our job is to show them that, Hey, this, this does work and we will take care of you. We will keep our word and, and all of that. And, and then they do come back for more refer friends, family, colleagues, and so on. As far as goals go, you know, look, we've, we've, for a long time, we were like 40 a month. We want to get to 40 a month because there were, you know, we had a month where we had 30. Right. And so we're like, you know, we can, we can do this. We can hit 40, but you know, I don't know if like Shaki and I at this point in the, in the company, we're like, you know what, if we just did 10 to 15 solid properties a month where they've gone through all of our processes because it takes a while to get a property from acquisition all the way through to cash flow and it's not an easy process there's so many moving parts there's there's so many you know potential delays and challenges to solve so we said look if we're doing 10 to 15 a month we are you know we're going to have a very nice company and we're going to you know we're going to do very well for our investors and yeah of course we'd love to scale up beyond that but that that's a immediately kind of like on our horizon. Okay. Awesome. I love that. Shecky, do you mind, you know, kind of diving into, is there a certain schedule that you guys have for meeting up and really, you know, planning out the week or planning out the month and, and making sure that you guys are staying on track with the goals? We are, we have our, all of our meetings on Wednesdays. So we meet weekly. Uh, you know, Jack lives about three hours from Indianapolis. So he, you know, he comes to town every few weeks and, we do that, but we have uh, every Wednesday morning, we have our team meeting on the high return real estate side. And then uh, in the in the middle of that day, we also have our owners meeting. And that includes the, uh, the other gentlemen that have ownership in the property management piece too, mm -hmm. which is, you know, where we share an office with them and we all operate as one company, but there's a few different LLCs and it gets a little bit complicated, but you know, to the investor, you know, we operate as one company. And um, so we, we get together every week and we talk about, you know, where we're at and what are some of the problem children and how do we move past some of the problem children? What are the new initiatives that we're looking at? How can we implement those? I wouldn't say that those meetings are necessarily like, are we exactly on track on our goals? Mm. Uh, we're probably a little bit slackers in that regard. Mm. Uh, but, but I tend to agree with Jack in that, you know, we know that 10 to 15 properties a month, we can be extremely profitable. But one of the things that we've learned, of course, the hard way as you're, as you're hearing, is that there's so many moving parts to get it right. I mean, you know, we miss one thing on a rehab and, you know, that could potentially put us in a situation where we've now sold a property to the investor and now that, that property's got a problem and, you know, we've issued a, a warranty on that product and now we've got a warranty claim because there was a problem with the roof or a problem with the plumbing or something like that, you know. So we're working very hard to get everything done all the way up to the sale the sale is the easy part, honestly. It really is. It's all the things leading up to the sale and all the things after the sale that are really the most difficult part of our business and servicing the client. But yeah, I mean, at, at 10 to 15 and getting them done right and having all the clients, you know, having positive experiences and everybody cash flowing and all that other kind of stuff, that to us is sort of like the holy grail. Once we get to that point, we've already identified a couple other markets that we want to be in, and then we'll look at ways to scale up. But until then, we very much got our blinders on going, this is the next 
we can't talk about 4.0 because having 10 to 15 a month running perfectly, that's, uh, that's 3.0 done well. Love that. Kind of just wrapping things up, I, I wanted to see what, um, what you guys would recommend somebody first getting started in the turnkey industry or any, any final thoughts that you guys have for, you know, somebody, uh, you know, getting started as a real estate investor. Well, I can so anybody, oh, go ahead. You first, Jack. Well, I was just going to say to anybody getting started as a turnkey provider, run, run. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Run. Don't, don't do There's it. There's so many tough. moving pieces. <laughs> yeah. That was saying, I'm not saying that because like, you know, I don't want competition because I believe in one. I believe in abundance and there's plenty of properties, plenty of investors and there's right. just a infinite amount. Right. Yes. But, uh, you know, from the uh, perspective of, is this a tough business? It is a extremely tough business. There really is. Like you think, for those of you that are married, if you think married life is a challenge, then <sighs> you, you have not seen anything yeah. yet. But um, as far as an investor goes, you know, from the side of buying up turnkey, you know, we've found that, look, I mean, obviously we're very biased to our systems and processes, but really important, I think what, what we found, that, and it's cost us a lot of money. And we've also seen a lot of investors out there that have bought turnkey that have lost money because they trusted, but they didn't verify, you know, and that was the uh, timeless wisdom given to us by the great President Ronald Reagan. He said, you know, trust, I'll trust them, but I'm going to verify them too. Yeah. So that's what we've set up with our system is so that we can provide, you know, we, we feel like as just as the way we operate as humans, we exude a lot of, we, we get a lot of trust from people, but we also know that verification is very important too. So that's why we put the two, you know, independent third-party inspections in place so that people had other, you know, verification of, of not only trusting us, but verifying what we do. And so that's a big thing. You know, I think whether they buy from us or anybody else is definitely try to verify and get a full scope of the quality of the work that you're, that you're buying. It's so good. You know, I, I have so much respect for you guys just because obviously the, the numbers don't lie and, you know, doing so many turnkeys, it's, that's outrageous. But you guys take my strategy to the whole next level of, you know, at the end of the day, I just have to deal with the banks, uh, which, you know, building relationships over time, it, it becomes easier uh, to get the refinance. But you guys do the whole process that I do. And then you have to go back out and, and make a an investor happy with hopes of, you know, that's a one on one person that you're dealing with for, you know, somebody brand new getting started what you would recommend for these guys or any final thoughts as we wrap this up? Well, first of all, as, as you probably heard by our you know whole history of turnkey, I don't think operating a turnkey company is a really good idea for a newer investor. Yeah. There are way, way, way too many moving parts. And I think that uh, the best advice I could give is figure out what your strengths are or the piece that you want to learn. Cause there's lots of ways to do real estate investing. I mean, there's notes, there's burr, there's fix and flip. There's all kinds of stuff. So figure out what you want to do and just do that one time, get some experience and then do it two or three more, but the next two or three do it leveraging some of the, I can assure you there's going to be some hard lessons in whatever you do the first time and take those lessons and use that to perfect things a little bit more. It's never going to be perfect. 
but you continually learn by doing. And look, there's some great courses and gurus and training, and I'm not refuting any of that. There's plenty of things you can learn, but the reality is you've got to get your hands dirty and you yeah. got to get out there and at least do one deal. Uh, you can learn forever, but that's just, you know, analysis paralysis. And so true. eventually you got to get up and just go do a deal and get bloody and learn from it. And that, that's really the way you move forward. Yeah. I mean, you really do have to get out there. You got to take action. And overall you do learn from your mistakes. Um, you know, in the beginning process for everybody, there's always going to be learning curves. And I definitely commend you guys for all, all the adversity that you guys have gone through and where you guys are heading. I think it's awesome. Like you mentioned, anybody that's thinking about being a turnkey uh, provider, it is a, there's so many moving pieces. There really is. And it does get crazy. So, you know, like you mentioned, there's so many different ways to invest in real estate. Actually the episode before your guys episode is um, we just did one recording and it was 30 plus ways to make money in real estate investing and identifying each individual strategy, figuring out how many different ways, doing a little bit of research on each one and then figuring out which one you resonate with, with your time commitment, resources, finances, all, all the above, you know, and then dive deep into that strategy. That's where you'll get your breakthroughs and really you need to take action on it. So, so I love that. You know, how can people give back to you guys? I feel like you guys just gave tremendous amount of value right now. Is there anything that the listeners can do to actually add value back to you? Well, um, you know, give us a shout out and, you know, check out our site. I mean, we're at highreturnrealestate.com. It's spelled just like it sounds. And, you know, look, only for the investors who uh, are busy and the, the turnkey is a meaningful approach to them uh, doing real estate investing, then by all means, reach out to us. And, uh, you know, we're happy to have a conversation and uh, check out our site. You can see some of the current inventory there right now. And uh, just let us know how we can help you. I love it. Yeah, that's great. Um, and you guys do have a podcast as well. Do you guys, do you mind just mentioning, you know, uh, other resources, how people can reach out to you and be able to find more of your guys' content? Yeah, thanks for asking. We we love our podcast. Uh, I mean, the name of our company is High Return Real Estate. The name of our, our website is highreturnrealestate.com. The name of our podcast is The High Return Real Estate Show. Okay. Imagine that. And rumor has it that we're about to have this amazing guest on named Brandon Elliott. So <laughs> I don't know if the rumor's true, but that's that's the rumor. Yeah, you're gonna go. You're gonna have to go find out and uh, and check out the episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Cool. Is there, you know, anything final thoughts that you want to leave with the listeners? No, I just want to say thanks for listening and uh, you know letting us air our dirty laundry. And uh, thanks to you, Brandon, for inviting us on the show. It's been great fun and and uh, really enjoyed it. Becky, I appreciate you, brother Jeff. Um, you know. You guys are amazing. You and Jack, uh, what a what a dynamic duo to really be able to make the niche of turnkey, you know, so outstanding. And all the adversity that you guys have gone through, it's it's tremendous. So I appreciate you both for being on here, and uh, definitely looking forward to the future, what you guys turn this business into, the impact that you cause on, you know, the ripple effect that goes on, the momentum you guys build up, and having you guys back on 
in the future to, to get the updates. So I definitely appreciate you. Um, for any of the listeners, if you guys found value in this, I know you did. Make sure that you go check out iTunes uh, or anywhere that you listen to, you can find podcasts. Make sure you hit that subscribe button to get the newest release every single Monday for Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. And as always, you can always connect with me on uh, BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Otherwise, Instagram, BrandonElliottInvestments or uh, Facebook, a little different, Facebook.com slash BrandonElliottREI. So with that being said, um, if you guys do subscribe on iTunes, leave a review, five star it and, and get that you know, subscribe so you can see those new episodes every week. Send a screenshot of that to me and I will send you my book, Action Driven, 100% free. So you're definitely going to want to get your hands on this. Um, I'm really diving into things that are needed on a regular basis, on a daily basis to slowly build that momentum over time to be able to hit your goals, not live with regret and really be able to crush it. So uh, I want to give this to you. Just do me a favor, uh, subscribe, leave a review, and make sure that, you know, if you can share this out to more people, we have big goals to, to get this in front of more people um, to be able to help them overcome their, the obstacles and the fear factor with getting started in real estate. You know, what it's done for us and a lot of my listeners has been tremendous. So uh, we're all about educating people, motivating them, and preparing them to take action. So with that being said, till next time, guys, thank you all so much for staying tuned and, uh, and stay blessed. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.